0: Welcome to the Western New York Entrepreneur Podcast. Helping Western New York entrepreneurs take the next step in their business. If you love Western New York and entrepreneurship, this is the podcast for you. Whether you have been in business for 20 years or 20 minutes, there is something for everyone. David Schaub interviews the top entrepreneurs in Western New York so you can take your next step in your own business.
1: Hey, everyone. Welcome to another podcast interview for the West York Entrepreneur. Before I dive into our interview today, I want to talk about our West Entrepreneur 7-Day Challenge. Basically, it's a Facebook group for a week where local West York entrepreneurs get together that have one of these three problems. They're either a brand new entrepreneur who wants to start their own business but haven't yet, or a person that went from a side hustle to a, or trying to go to a full-time hustle, a full-time business, leaving their day job, or business owners that really just have struggled or haven't gotten the hang of this business owner thing. If you fall into one of three, these three modes, I would really recommend joining our seven-day challenge. It's a Facebook group for seven days where we literally release a video every single day solving problems for new entrepreneurs and how to build these solid foundations so you can make money as soon as possible while chasing your passions. So if that's for you, make sure you join. You can join by going to all of our social media platforms on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, and you can click on the link um, for the post that we had to join the seven day challenge. Again, it's only $7. That being said enough about me, because you're not here to listen to me. You're here to listen to this guy. Um, I have Thomas Anderson. He's a financial advisor of mass mutual. I love this guy. He was a sponsor with our hundred person virtual networking event. He's a man of the community I mean, off the top of my head, he's, um, first of all, he's St. Francis um, High School alumni. He's on the board. He's the Canisius College Young Alumni um, a Philanthropy uh, Group. I'm sure I totally messed that up in terms of the, the, the verbiage or the pronunciation there. He's part of Big Brother, Big Sister of Western New York. He's in the Leukemia Society. He's involved um, uh, with the Lymphoma and Leukemia Society, excuse me. And the guy, the list goes on and on. But I love this guy. He was a Division One baseball player. So for athletes out there, I'm sure you can really connect with him. And Tom is just a good guy. And what I love about Tom is he's just a passionate individual who just so happens to be a financial advisor. So Tom, uh, without further ado, man, can you say hi for our our audience out there?
0: Hey, everyone. It's, you know, nice to nice to be able to come on. And hey, thanks for thanks for letting me on the podcast.
1: Yeah, man. Well, I appreciate you dealing with my time zone difference right now. So oh, that's uh, good. <laughs> so, Tom, right off the bat, man, um, I love who you are, and I think it's unfair if our audience doesn't know a little bit about you and what you're passionate about, or what what made you become a financial advisor, and what really just drives you for who you are. So, if you don't mind, why don't you share about a little about yourself to to the audience that doesn't know you?
0: Yeah, no, no, that's a good point. So, of course, you know, my name is Tom Anderson, and I you know, I graduated Canisius college finance degree. And, you know, when I left, I, I didn't want to go the banking route. There was something, you know, I was always raised to be able to help people and, and, you know, work with others. And so, you know, I I took a step and I, I got into a, uh, an investment firm. And quite frankly, I, you know, I fell, uh, you know, when I was there and I didn't do well. And, you know, I had to take a step back and have some realization and saying, you know, you know, what am I going to do next? And so I I ended up landing at Mass Mutual and, you know things just kind of fell into place um the way that i the way that i grew up the way that i was raised the way that you know i was able to kind of tie my my past to my career along with my finance background just you know like i said i fell into place in where i am and you know i'm i'm i am involved with the community there's something about giving back to others it's it's really rewarding it it truly is and so I'm involved with, you know, my alumni groups with, you know, the boards there with, you know, the LLS Foundation, you know, Boys and Girls Club with, you know, Houtman Woodward Society. And, you know, I just, I just do it because I love doing it. And I try to make sure that I have time for everybody. Um, It's challenging, don't get me wrong, but being able to, you know, keep to my why, keep to what I do um, and make sure that what I do, you know, I do the best, you know, when I, when I can do it. So.
1: Yeah, so obviously you're involved in a lot of things, Tom. So what, at least where my brain really goes, like, so where did this come from? You know, like, why do you give back so much? Like, I know we say, oh, it's because you know I love doing it, but where, that came from somewhere. Where did that come from, Tom?
0: Yeah, I um, you know, I really wasn't sure when I started getting involved with everything. My mom, you know, I was raised, you know, single mother, and you know my grandparents were there for me. I felt like I had three parents, you know, at some times, and you know I loved it, and sometimes I hated it, but. You know, I, I thank them for everything that I've been able to, you know, achieve so far, you know, in my, you know, the beginning of my career, quite frankly. Um, but, you know, I was always told, get involved, you know, be able to, you know, be a well-rounded individual. And that's really what I learned at, at my high school at St. Francis is that we were, you know, taught to be Renaissance men, taught to be people that can, you know, do everything and anything. And I played, you know, I played baseball there. I swam, you know. For those who don't know me, I'm a I'm a 250 pound gentleman that is not afloat in the water. So it was just it was something new to try. And you know, my senior year, I was involved with with musicals. Um, I sang for years. It was something that just got you out of your bubble. And I was always told, and what I really liked, you know, what I really liked was, you know, life starts when you're uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. That that's really when it starts is when you challenge yourself to do things. You know, you try to get out of your comfort zone and that's when you really start to grow and you learn a lot about yourself. Um, So I guess my past, you know, having my mother, you know, kicking me in the rear end sometimes saying, go out and try something, go out and do something, go out and do it. And, you know, I didn't have a lot of friends when I was in grade school and it changed a lot when I got to high school and college. And I think that was just instilled in me. So when I wanted to create, you know, a life when I started my, my business career, um, I wanted to do as much as I possibly could without, I guess, going, going too crazy. Um, you know, I was always, I was a scout in life and, and we were always told to leave people and leave places better than the way that we found them. And, you know, if I can do that, when it comes to giving back to the community, um, when it comes back to working with my clients, um, when it comes back to, you know, playing baseball and talking with my teammates and seeing if I can help them out, you know, that's just, what I'm all about. And I I like it. It's a weird feeling, Dave. I don't know, you know, maybe I don't know why, but um, I just, I love doing it.
1: Yeah. So, you know, you kind of answer some of the questions of what you do and what drives you, but I want to bust some myths because, you know, we're we're, uh, a few minutes into the recording and I know a lot of people come here because they want to take a next step in their business. They want to learn from someone that is really an expert in their field. And obviously you're an expert in the financial field, Tom, you're very good at what you do. You're very knowledgeable. Um, and, and those that are around you um, clearly know that as well. So that being said, um, for those that don't have a financial advisor, um, what are some myths that, like, you just kind of come across often? They're like, you know, they might think financial advisors are this, or they might be that, or um, or there's maybe a stigmatization that we just kind of gotta, you know, for those out there, do you have any myths you want to bust at all, or any stigmatizations that you want to take care of?
0: Yeah, um, it's funny that when you when you when you said that, I was thinking to myself. Um, you know, there's a couple things, you know, when I'm, when I'm contacting prospects and I'm reaching out and they're like, no, you're just trying to take my money or you're just trying to sell me something or, you know, those are kind of the, the two things that I have, you know, as a barrier to entry to be able to reach out to people. And, and what I'm, what I'm realizing is, you know, it's not, I'm not out there selling, you know, knives or vacuum cleaners. I'm out there, you know, trying to, you know, get people to like, know, and trust Tom Anderson. And I just so happen to be working through Mass Mutual, or I just so happen to be working at X or Y firm. It's all about communication. It's all about liking, knowing, and trusting, it, and in chemistry between the advisor and the client. And I think people miss that when it comes to advisors. And I think people also miss the the concept of, you know, I'm not here to to get rich off of you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I our goal is to be able to help a, a small amount of people make their lives better. Mm-hmm. I think some, sometimes, sometimes a, a big myth is that, you know, Oh, you're just trying to get my money to, you know, to, to get rich. You know, why don't you go work at a job where you can make your own money? And I said, you know what, you know, there's a lot of things that I could be doing. You're right. But there's, I go back to my why and why I'm an advisor. I'm out to help other people. I'm not here to get rich out of other people i just so happen to be compensated for the work and the you know and what i do quite frankly i think it's i think that's a big myth i think it's tough to it's it's very tough to navigate through there
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, but at the end of the day you know i think a lot of people and i i can't speak for other advisors but you know we're only out, out here to help that's really it and i think next to your doctor a financial advisor is is quite frankly one of the most important people you should have in your life you should have a very close relationship with them. You should be able to call them at any time of the hour, and whether or not they pick up your phone immediately or call you back right away, you know they're your go-to person because they're dealing with your life savings, hoping that you—they're going to be that coach to get you to a better place of you know your dreams and your goals and, and achieve those. And I think you know right next to your doctor, you know that's your physical health and. You know they're the ones that are going to be you know checking on you, making sure that you're
1: all of your 206 bones by are. By the way, well. they get, they get compensated pretty quite well as as well. <laughs> yes, so. yes, they do. Yeah,
0: they 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 make a pretty penny. They do okay. Yeah. Um, and we're just the ones that are you know making sure that your financial health is is taken care of. That that's really it.
1: Yeah, and one thing I want to say for our listeners out there. So for me, I you know again. So for me. You know, I'm, I'm totally unbiased because I'm not a financial advisor, but one thing that really bothers me when someone says, are you making money off this? How much money are you going to make off this? Well, it's a product service. I don't care what you do. I don't care if you pick up dog poop for a living. It doesn't matter what you do. You should be compensated for your time. You should be compensated for your time. And for me, for those that get bothered by people compensating by providing a great service and product with huge expertise, especially when they went to school for it, that's a scarcity mindset. It's a scarcity mindset. Of you know, for 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 me, it's just I think that when someone has an expert and they spend so much time and it's the only thing they do, it's their full time thing. You know, you're paying for that. So even if you're an electrician, well, you did. Why you charge me four hundred hours? You did that in an hour. Well, you know what? It took them ten years to figure out how to do that in an hour, do it safely, do it right, do it up to code, do everything. Same thing with a financial advisor. Same thing with with services or coaching. Well, why is it so much? Because you're literally getting the expert. And they, their time is valuable, just like your time is valuable. So I think that any, so I, I could be wrong, Tom, and tell me if I am wrong here. It's like, I, I mean, I'm wrong all the time. Ask my wife. Um, do you think that maybe when someone asks those questions, maybe they're not a good client for you, at least right off the bat, maybe?
0: You know, there's, there's a lot of skepticism because like I said, what I do every day is I contact people to, you know to get them to like, know, and trust me, to be able to take care of their life savings that they've saved up, you know, to that day and hope that there's a better future that I can help create for them or help create with them. And, you know, you expect that there's gonna be skepticism in that. I'm not, you know, it's like, I, can, I tell people a lot of times, it's like dating, you know, you can't all of a sudden meet, meet a girl and meet a guy at a bar and then all of a sudden pull out the ring. You gotta slowly get to know them. You gotta get them to like you. And if they don't like you at the first time, you know, try again. You know, you got to keep if if that's something that if that's the person that you want to go after because you think that they're, you know, attractive or whatnot, you go after them. And until they say, you know, no, knock it off. I have some I'm dating somebody, you know, whatever it might be. Then you say, all right, I'm going to rear back a little bit. And I think, you know, I'm okay with people asking questions. I'm okay with people constantly saying, why are you getting paid for this? This doesn't make any sense because I got to, you know, at the end of the day, everyone's got to make a living. You're right. You know, everyone is still. and, And that's the same thing is you know, I'm, I'm still being compensated for what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, what, what I do is the way that my, I run my practice is that I try to be a, you know, a coach for them. Like you said, like a trainer, you know, everyone can go to the gym and anybody can go lift weights by themselves. You know, how, how productive and how good are they going to be? How are they going to feel after six months? They might feel great. They might be awesome. They might be great when it comes to discipline, but how would they feel if they were to compare with working with a personal trainer? And I think that's what, you know, separates us from, you know, people doing this on their own, because that's another thing I'll just invest on my own. I'll just buy things on my own, not a problem. You know, well, what happens if you have that personal trainer on your finance side? What happens if you have that coach, you have that discipline that a lot of people don't have a lot of people procrastinate. They love doing it. I do it myself. You know, I'll, I'll do something tomorrow. Tomorrow never shows up. So I think the, you know, discipline is key and that's what I like to instill with with my clients, with my prospects and just saying, hey, you know, I'm going to be that advocate for you. I'm going to work with you. I'm not going to, you know, tell you what to do. I'm just going to give you recommendations that, you know, you're going to end up steering your boat. I'm just going to be the one saying, hey, maybe we should go this route instead of this route because there's a bunch of rocks on one side. It's a little bit smoother sailing on
1: the other. Hey, really quick. I just want you to know about the next big thing that we're doing with the Western Europe Entrepreneur. We're doing a seven-day challenge for newer entrepreneurs. So what? maybe you're an entrepreneur that's only been in business for a year or two, but you feel like you just maybe have not gotten a hold of this business owner thing yet. Or maybe you have a side hustle that you want to create full-time, but you're just really nervous about it. You're not sure how to do it or some things you're confused about. Or maybe you've never been an entrepreneur ever, but you want to be. You're just not sure how to do it. This 7-Day Challenge is for you. We're going to go over a video every single day in a Facebook group where we're actually going to teach you how to be an entrepreneur, really the foundation that you need to be an entrepreneur. It's a 7-Day Challenge. It's only $7. That's dollar a day to really learn how to be an entrepreneur right here in Western New York. So make sure you're checking out our social media pages, you're subscribing to our email list, or just following us on every channel uh, whether it's LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, make sure you follow so you'll be the first to know when this challenge comes out. I'm so excited to unravel this and uh, back to your podcast. So, yeah, you, you had such a good analogy, Tom. You really did. Wow. Like, for example, like, hey, you know, I can go work out for six months and you know, I'll get some results. You know, I feel good. Maybe, you know, things are going well, right? But yeah, imagine if you had a personal trainer literally walking hand on hand where they have all the knowledge, the expertise. I mean, even if you did a great job on your own, it would be a lot better still. So for me, it's like the same thing with our finances, which, you know, a lot of us, we work so hard to gain, you know, to gain our finances or gain income. And then now we kind of let it up to guesswork, what we write on an online article or what our friend who doesn't even have an expertise in it, maybe you've got some money and some stocks really quick, but, you know, let's be honest, a lot of that is luck. So And so that, so that being said, you know, and by the way, I could be wrong, Tom. So in fact, Boston, maybe that I have wrong in my head. For me, what I gather is that usually people make money off my money. Yeah. But that means that they're making money off you means you're making money. So what's the problem here? (laughs) So to me, it's like the only win usually if you win. So is that, is that true for most cases, Tom? So, you know,
0: when it comes to getting paid, yes, you're right. You know, I make money if you make money, but it's, It's not necessarily, it shouldn't be about money. It shouldn't be about how much am I making. It should be, you know, how comfortable are you? It should be, how are you able to, you know, know that we're getting from step A to step B, you know, yes, I happen to get compensated for it, but that's something that's transparent. That's something that we discuss. That's something that I say, hey, you know, you know, Mr. And Mrs. Client, this is what it's going to cost to be able to do X, Y, and Z. And, you know, if, if you're okay with it, then, then we move forward. If not, then we discuss it and we, and we continue, you know, on that path and make sure that you are comfortable. And so it's not about, I think, the money. I think it is the chemistry. It's about saying, hey, you know, I know and I trust Tom or I trust, you know, Dave to be able to do what, what I believe that we're going to be able to achieve, achieve together. And, you know, X percent of whatever the cost might be should be able to, you know, it's not going to be as much as Y at the end of the day is making yeah. sure that we're going to get to that goal. We're going to get you there. And, you know, I think a lot of times, you know, if you do compare it to, you know, a personal trainer, a lot of people don't question, oh man, why is my personal trainer, you know, hundred bucks a session? Like that's a lot of money when the gym membership's only 10 bucks a month. And mm-hmm. so, you know, the results, you know, that you need to do something, you know, that they're going to get you to a better stage. And that's just, that's trust. And I think that's, it's very much like a relationship as well. You have to trust your advisor. You have to trust your clients. You have to have that communication because that is the, you know, in a relationship, whether it be, you know, friends or, or romantic, I think trust is the number one, you know, key or glue that's going to keep everything together. Um, that's the same thing in, in my business.
1: Yeah. Right. Cause in the end, you know, you know, for example, we talked before we hit the record button, Here we were talking about the slip the fall mentality rather slip than fall. And for me, when there's a slip or even sometimes a fall, we need to have a trust. And for me, I'm always going to go with someone I trust. Um, I really have someone I really trust really, really well, even if someone else is even considered more of an expert, but I don't know them. So for me, I think that's huge. And a lot of times, you know, we all know, that, you know seven steps to a sale, if you will. There's got to be value. There's got to be value. And trust as part of that value. So the reason why I bring that up is for our listeners out there, that value is a huge part of trust. And a lot of times people usually only do business, regardless of the business, is if they trust you if you're personable and, they, and value is a huge part of that. So um, I think that's something to think about in terms of taking a next step in your business. But I want to shift gears, Tom, if that's cool with you. So, yeah. you, you, so you're so you a huge baseball player. You're really good at it. You went to the Division I um, school for baseball and you had a little hardship there. You kind of had your, your first, um, you know, um, real big wall in your life, if you say. So why don't you tell, I think it was a really cool story. So if you don't mind, why don't you tell your audience about that and what really motivated you to get over that hump?
0: Yeah, no, that is that that is a, a good story, I guess, depending on how you look at it. But um, this is probably the biggest change in my life that made me, you know, realize, you know, I really got to, I got to change something. And so, uh, so, yeah. So I went to Canisius. Um, I ended up playing, you know, my freshman year and, you know, on the team and, you know, halfway through the season, I broke my hand and I had to get surgery. I was out for, you know, six, seven months. Um, having to kind of figure out, you know, how am I recovering from this? What am I doing? Well, in the meantime, you know, after traveling with the team or, you know, being with practices and everything, you know, as a freshman, I, I didn't know how to be disciplined. I didn't know how to structure a lot. And I, my grades were slipping. My grades were not doing Anywhere nearest to where I wanted them to go, and I was on scholar, I was on an academic scholarship where I had to hold a certain GPA, um, and I was slipping right below there, and it was just I got a notice saying, "Hey, you know, you got to shape up or ship out." You know, that was really it, and that kind of gave me that shock factor of, you know, what am I going to do? Am I going to fight or flight? And so, you know, the biggest thing that I had to do was. I took a step back. I I talked to coach and I said, listen, you know, thank you for the opportunity. Um, I hate to cut it short. My baseball career was, you know, it it was it. And I don't like to say that I quit. I I like to say I retired. That's just my mentality. Um, And I think, you know, it helped me take a step back and realize, all right, I got to do something else. And I changed gears. I ended up, you know, taking a part-time job, keeping myself busy, um, trying to stay out of trouble. And you know, that's really what switched my mindset is realizing, all right, now I got to be disciplined because I wasn't. And I saw the, you know, the outcome that it had, and it was just going down a slippery slope um, towards failure because I I wasn't doing well. So, you know, that's really what kind of gave me a 180 degree and saying, Hey, you know, I had, you know, I was playing division one ball. I was, had a lot of friends. I was partying having a great time in college. Um, But then at the end of, at the end of the day, things were lacking. And, you know, I always like to say, focus on your five F's, you know, your family, your faith, your fitness, your fun, and your finances. And if one of those are slipping, then you're, you're having a hard time, you know, being able to, you know, keep to the full mindset that where you are. And I think that's, that's where that, you know, that implication of my five F's really started was back then, because the, um, the failures that I had, I I was slipping on a couple of my Fs, and you know I had to take a step back, take a step, you know, a look in the mirror, and you know, kind of take some modifications and see how I could how I can change to become better.
1: No, that's awesome. So out of the five Fs right there that Tom said, what do you think in your your life right now, whether it's entrepreneurial or or even just personally, where do you feel like you? Hey, Tom, can you say the five Fs one more time for the audience?
0: Yeah. So and they're not in in a particular order, but you know your family your faith, your fitness, your fun, and your finances, your five Fs.
1: Yeah. So what out of those five, do you think, our listeners out there, do you think that maybe you need to take a next step? Again, sometimes your next step isn't to do something, it's to get rid of something. It's to remove something, to create space for something better for you. So for me, sometimes it's to take away something because I'm just so overwhelmed. So speaking of that, Tom, you're a busy guy. You got a lot going on, you are, you're just, you got a lot going on. I, I, knowing you personally, you just do. So how do you, you know, how do you have time for everything?
0: I don't know. Sometimes I close my eyes and the day's over. Um, yeah. I just, I stay disciplined. That's what I, I have to focus on. I, you know, I, I keep things, I time block. Um, that's really, you know, being a, you know, financial advisor, financial planner, you know, whatever you want to call it. It's, you know, you're running your own show. And so all of the successes and all of the failures you know, land on my shoulders. And I think that's the motivation to say, you know, you gotta, you know, shape up or ship out, you know, as I said before, and, and I think keeping discipline is the most important thing. And one of my, you know, one of my favorite books, Discipline Equals Freedom, you know, by Jocko Willink. um, He basically states in there that, if you're disciplined throughout your day, if you know what has to be done throughout your day, if you're able to achieve those, you know, your must do's, your, hey, I got to get done or your, hey, you know, if I if I get them done, I'm happy, but they don't need to be done that certain day. If you're able to do those, you have freedom to do whatever you want to do because you're, you know, checking the boxes off. You're like, I got this, I got this, I got this. And, you know, making sure that you have time for, you know, yourself as well. It's extremely important, um, whether it be your mental health, your, your physical health, Um, but I, I just, I make sure that I can go out and I can, you know, not spread myself too thin. That's probably something that I am working on because I'll say yes to a lot of things. And sometimes I'm juggling two or three things at once. Um, but just staying disciplined is truly key. Making sure that you know what you're doing at all times and and you know what the next step is. So that's, that's really it. It's hard. I'm, I'm constantly working on it, but it's something that if it's instilled in you or if someone helps, you know, helps you through that, um, keeps you accountable. It's,
1: it's awesome. No, I think it's so good. And, you know, one thing that keeps always popping in my mind is being intentional. So, mm-hmm. cause we're all, you know, we're all work in progress. We never arrived. I don't care if you have it all together or don't, or they have the facade they have it all together. I think that being intentional and being in silence and really asking ourselves the right questions of where am I, what do I want to be in my five apps or where, my lacking? Where do I really, is my heart even at peace? So so many times we have to fight for peace, right? And mm-hmm. how about you? But a lot of us can be addicted to busy. So, yeah. um, and because it makes us feel important or it makes us feel whatever, right? So I think that, I think what you said there was really good. Um, my last question is this, Tom, is so for our, our struggling entrepreneurs out there um, or entrepreneurs just getting started in their business, what do you have to say to those people that are either starting again or struggling um, in their business or entrepreneurship?
0: I think it's, the one thing that I just want to say is, is keep moving forward. Keep swimming. Keep going. Because if you know, if you have a goal in mind, if you're at point A and you want to get to point B, write it down. Write down your goals. Write down how are you going to get there? How are you going to make this work? And realize that every slip or every you know setback that you have is, is going to help build character. It's going to help build you stronger. It's going to help make sure that you're going to be able to you know move forward and in a better mindset and so you know starting off you know being in my career or being in you know any other any other career out there it's know that the goal that you have in the future is going to be better than where you are now and if it's a passion and if it's something that you're wholeheartedly in you know no one no one and nothing is going to get in the way if you are if you're set on it if you're able to say listen I'm at point A, I wanna to get to point B, I know what the steps are gonna be and I take my baby steps, I take my you know, little things to get there, stay focused, stay the course, it's going to be hard. It's it's not easy, if, if it was easy, everyone would do it, you know, the, the typical cliche, but I think the concept of of knowing what you wanna do is, is really the best thing, you know, having clarity of mind, being able to say, listen, this is my dream and I'm going to achieve it and I don't really care who, who gets in the way and if they get in the way, I'll tackle that and I'll go to the next one. You know, the biggest thing when it comes to, you know, my career is, you know, you want to have a plan because, you know, Mike Tyson said it best, you know, everyone's got a plan until they get punched in the mouth. And so, you know, whether or not, you know, you get punched in the mouth once, twice, or, you know, a hundred times, you got to be able to pivot. You got to be able to say, you know, how am I going to take a, a different angle towards this and get to my goal because nothing is going to get in the way if you have that mindset. You gotta get in the mindset and, and you'll be good. It's just, it's gonna take a while to get there. You gotta know that it's gonna be hard. It doesn't happen tomorrow. It doesn't happen overnight. You know, I'm constantly growing. Knowledge and growing and reading and education, you're always gonna learn in your field no matter what it is. Just don't stop. I think once you stop, it's like a shark. They say, I don't even know if this is true, but if the shark stops swimming, they die or, or something happens. You know, be that shark that's always swimming. Constantly go, constantly be moving forward. And we might want to fact check that. I'm not too sure,
1: but oh, do whatever. whatever, man. Who cares? I mean, I mean, it would make sense because you float to the top. You know, it's not. <laughs> you stop. Exactly. It, would, it would make sense to me. Um, but uh, no, no worries at all, my friend, on the fact checking. But I think that's that's just so true. And for me, a lot of us that I've one thing I've noticed just from from talking to so many people is that a lot of times even. It's totally subconscious half the time, is that we're so afraid what other people's think think, which is why we stop, right? Even if I meet, for example, using this, using this example since you're a financial advisor, I meet a great financial advisor and he makes a great recommendation for me for my specific needs. And all of a sudden you go to your know-it-all uncle or aunt or friend and they go, Oh, no, 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 no. You know what I mean? Then <laughs> yeah. now we're afraid to disappoint them in their thoughts, even though they can be completely wrong. But we do because we're so we want to please people. And one thing I really think is important is, you know, knowing that we're saying no to something just, is that no healthy? Or is, for example, I hate saying no. Well, when you say yes, you're saying no to something else. And is that healthy for you? So for me, if I'm saying no to my, my financial advisor and yes to my broke uncle who's giving me financial advice, yeah, it's not exactly, I'm saying no to someone, but that no is (laughs) unhealthy for me. So, um, I, I love your passion, Tom. It's, it's so evident when we talk that you have a huge passion for life for helping others. And I don't take that lightly. I just don't say that lightly. And that's not something I just say, because I have a, a guest uh, on my show here, but I, you know, you're, you're an action taker. You know, when we, when we, um, I think we had one sponsorship left on our, on our virtual network, a huge one person version net- networking meeting, and you just jumped on it and just you're, you've been a great friend over the last couple of years. And uh, I just appreciate you hopping on. I appreciate your insight and, I know for a fact whoever works with you doesn't regret it. Definitely. So thank you um, for
0: for allowing me to come on and you know and that event was great. It really was. It was an awesome event and you know it's great being able to you know if I can give back and if someone can you know take a snippet of you know of some sort of advice from here, you know, you know, I'm out there to just make sure that they're they're better off. If anyone has any questions on anything, you know, you're able to contact me and if you just want to talk, you know, I'm, yes, I definitely. love people on, on on helping out. So
1: yeah, actually, thank you for leading me into that. So uh, for people that really want to get a hold of you, Tom, they, they really connect with you. They would love to have a conversation with you. Um, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you? Some people, people have put their cell phones in the air. Some people, you know, put their email. What, whatever you feel comfortable, Tom, just go for it, my friend.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm, a, I'm on social media, of course, at Facebook, LinkedIn. Um, I try to be able to have a presence there on on the motivational side and try to, you know, keep people going. I do my Monday morning motivations. I do my Focus Fridays. Um, I try to do some sort of, you know, some sort of snippet of knowledge to kind of help you throughout the days. And, you know, you can find me on there, you know, Thomas Anderson, you can look me up. Um, my phone number, you know, my cell phone, I, you know, more than welcome to contact me, shoot me a text, give me a call, you know, 716-361-9229. Um, I love to hear from you guys, love to be able to chat and, you know, whether it be finance or, you know, or normal, you know, regular conversation, whatever it might be for you. Um, I just want to be able to be someone in your corner
1: um, yeah, that's, that's really it. Awesome. So it's, so if they Google you on the, the social medias, it's Thomas Anderson, right? T-H-O-M-S. Thomas Anderson, Yes. Yep, make because sure, yep. One one letter off, it's over. So uh, <laughs> no, they right. always say that, you know, whenever you have a conversation with someone, leave them better than where they were. Kind of like what you said with the Boy Scout, which I was too, my friend. So, mm-hmm. um, that being said, thanks for leaving us better. We appreciate I you. That. And, um, all right, man, I'll talk to you soon. Yes. Take care, brother.
0: If you loved listening to the Western New York Entrepreneurs Podcast and want more, subscribe to it and head on over to WNYEntrepreneur.com for articles, what's coming up next, and to get involved. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.